7. Thank you very much. Revelation 7 from verse 18 to 17. Wow. People that are shouting, they are taking exams from this place by tomorrow. Tomorrow in our pastor's school, the pastor's, pastor's school one are taking exams from John chapter 6, from verse 6 to 10. John chapter 6, John chapter 7, John chapter 8, John chapter 9, John chapter 10. Pastor school 2, PS2, Act of Apostles 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. Exams, line by line. You will tell me the name of the boy who gave the, the fishes and the, the loaves of bread to be shared. You, tomorrow you go see something. <laughs> so for PS3, we'll be doing Revelation chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, and chapter 10. You will see the beast came out of the water and another beast came out of the this it's amazing it's amazing to be a pastor yeah. and the people who accepted the people who have started we have started the induction school for people who just accepted to be a pastor newly by tomorrow we will start your first class tomorrow you start your first class by tomorrow it's going to be amazing it's a nice time Revelation. Whose revelation was the book of Revelation? It was was a question for last this thing. Somebody failed. Whose revelation? Just open when you know want to know whose revelation was the book of Revelation. Just open to Revelation chapter one. The Bible says this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Akim, that's it. Just Revelation chapter seven from verse eighteen to seventeen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are this which are arrayed in white robe? And whence cometh there? Where are they coming from? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. And they wash their robe. And made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, are they before the throne of God and save him day and night in his temple. And he that seated on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more. Neither shall they test anymore. Neither shall the sun light on them. Nor any heat. That's what I was telling you. You will not need to open the windows of the house in heaven for you to, have to find fresh air. Because Jesus is fresh air already. For the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them. Who told you there will not be food in heaven? And they shall... They shall let them unto living fountains of water. And God shall wipe away all tears. 
I love it when they sing all tears from their eyes. Somebody say amen. amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 35 quickly. Romans chapter 8 verse 35. While we are still trying to read Romans chapter 8 verse 35, if by the grace of God you brought three persons to church today, I have a precious gift for you. So, I want you to step out and get your gift. Yes, you brought three persons to church. I told you I have a gift for somebody who brought. You brought four to one and a half gifts. It's A whole family. Amazing. Two. Wow. Almost. You almost got a gift. You, you brought two? Saving. This is amazing. Wow. You, you brought how many? Two. You almost had a gift. Please, let me have the small, small stickers again. Our stickers are ready. If you need it, this is 200 naira. The small one is uh, is hundred naira, but even if you have brought even one person to church, I'll give you a gift. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give you a gift. And you, you said you brought how many persons? Three. Wow. Just you just pick one and 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 just go. Yes. How many persons? Three. Wow, amazing. How many? It's just pick the two. The two belongs to you. Powerful. Amazing. Please bring more. Bring more. I'm in love with Jesus. And he's in love with me. I'm in love with Jesus. How many people? Four. Okay, take one gift and, and, and a sticker. He's in love with me. I'm in love with Jesus. He's in love with me. Three. Mm. Five. Take take one and two stickers. One for one of your one for anybody. He's in love with me. Oh wow. Take one and take. He's in love with me. Should we do this again by next Sunday? Okay, buy, I'll buy more gifts for next Sunday. Next Sunday, bring three persons also. I'll give you a gift. Three. Pick one gift. Powerful. Four. One gift and a sticker. No. Three. Get out. Three. One gift. Two. Give him. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. Two. No, no, no. The, the guy does not come to church always. He's a compensator. He doesn't come to church. He wants him to stay back. You know the last time he came to church? I even told him from now on you'll be my PA. He stayed back from church. Saving. Saving people. Seven new timers. You brought them to church. You are um, the whole family. This is amazing. It's amazing. Wow. 
Take the first two. Take the first two. Yes. I'll give you another gift at home. Come take this one. Yes. Four. Take one gift. And take this. Yeah. Four. Wow. Blessed are those that the gifts will not finish and leave them. No. You brought somebody to church. How many? Three. You brought four. Take your gift first. Come, give it to your husband. Come and take the gift for. Is that the one you want? Okay, for to complete the sale, who said? Take this on that. This is amazing. We are doing it again by next Sunday. Six people. It's amazing gift. How many people? One. You're not supposed to be here. Give this one two. Which two do you want? Two. First two down. No, that is said last two. Take the first two. Take the first two. Wow. Please give me more stickers. Our stickers are finished. More stickers, please. If you have brought one person to church, two persons to church, just, just come over. Come over. You brought two. Wow, amazing. Two. Amazing. Where are the sticker guys? We are doing it again by next week Sunday. We are doing it again by next week Sunday. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, people who brought two. Let me see your hands. Two first. Two first. I'll give you... Is this all the sticker we have? The small ones. Is this all? It has finished. This is the final. Okay, we'll print more. So, just take one. Wow. We love you. This is just a this is, this is just a symbol that you will be highly rewarded in heaven for winning a soul. That you will be highly rewarded in heaven for winning a soul. This is let me give to faces that are very very yes. Um, is it has it finished? Both the big, the small, the, everything has finished. Okay. You, you want the big one or the small one? Okay. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Wow. So this is just a sign that God has a big blessing for you that have won a soul. Your blessings are big. If you don't like the big one, just exchange with somebody who likes the big one and doesn't like small Thank you very much for being a blessing. God loves you. Your mother is in church. Wow. Where is my daughter's mother? Where is my daughter's mother? The daughter's mother? Wow, that's amazing. Wow. That is amazing. Your daughter, your daughter is a governor. We call her governor. Wow, that is precious. Wow, I'm happy to see you. You, you brought a soul? Amazing. Come, let me give you my blessings. You shall preach like me. 
You shall preach in many countries. Amen. Wow. Your giver. Wow. All the people that have brought so may God bless you in everything you put your hands in. Everything your hand find it to do shall prosper. In the name of Jesus. So next week Sunday we are doing it again. Let's be upstanding as we read Romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Who? I am interested in this who. Because who can be a president? Who make things so hard? Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for thy sake we are killed all the day long we are comforted we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height whether you are tall or you are short nor depth or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you if we can hurry up and, and go to First Corinthians chapter two verse nine, it says, But as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, nor has it registered in the heart of anybody what God has prepared. Tell somebody God has something for you. He prepared it with his hands. God has prepared for them that love him. I go back to that revelation again. And one of the elders answered and saying, Who are these people that are coming here? And I told him, Sir, you know it all. And he told me, These are, these are, they which come out of great tribulation and have washed their robe and met them white in the blood of the Lamb. And he talked about them. They will save here with Christ all the days of the life. 16 says, They shall hunger no more. They shall test no more they shall not have a sunlight shine on them nor heat heat or kill them anymore for the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall feed them unto leaving a fountain of waters and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes somebody shout amen, amen. I'll be preaching today since we have just stepped into a new series called the heaven series the heaven series we'll be dealing with the heaven series all through this month and next month We'll be dealing with the heaven series. It's going to be very, very powerful. You will be hearing about heaven all the time. And I'll be preaching powerfully today for those of you who want to shout wow. I'll be preaching on what I call just because of heaven. You may be seated just because. Tell somebody just because of heaven. Tell somebody not that I don't know what to do to become rich. Tell somebody not that I don't know what to do to become rich. But just because of heaven. Wow. Heaven. 
only reason why Jesus came to die was so that he can take us to heaven. The only reason why Satan disguised himself into a snake and went into the garden of Eden to talk to Eve when the husband was not around was because he wanted her to miss heaven. Heaven was not just a place before the fall of man, but it was a realm. It was not just a destination that can be mentioned, but heaven was and heaven remains where God is. Heaven is just like a palace. So, like a palace is to an earthly king is what heaven is to the heavenly king. Heaven is just a place where God stays and reigns. His government is perfect. His government is pure. His government is everlasting. It's not ruled by democracy. It's not ruled by monarchy. Heaven is ruled by theocracy. The government of God. And in the government of God, things are perfect. Because in democracy, there are a lot of failures. Because the whole majority who make the choice can have and have knowledge of something. If the majority are fools, they vote for a fool. If the majorities are blind, they vote for a blind person. But heaven is ruled by God. In the book of Revelation, God took God took a man in a medieval era and took the man in the medieval era to see what will happen after the whole time has gone. He took him to go and see what will happen at the end and brought him back to life and told him to write. God took John and sent him down to the ends of the world and show him things that will happen so that he can come and tell people who are in the journey of life to choose where they are heading to whether it's hell or heaven and one of the things that John saw apart from seeing Jesus and seeing a whole lot of things seeing the throne of God seeing how God came down and died for us see how a lot of things happened for us one of the things he saw was he saw the people who miss rapture. They weren't, they weren't serious in church when the first preaching was being preached. And uh, when the first message was being preached before rapture, they weren't serious at all. They did not take heaven serious. They, they rather preferred to love their football clubs and watch footballs on Sunday and love their nightclubs and go there and enjoy themselves at the nightclubs. They prefer to they prefer to love the things that they see in the world. They prefer to fit themselves with the pleasures of the world and enjoy themselves with the things that the earth could offer. They prefer staying with a woman that they, they are not married to and not minding if that is against God's rule. They prefer killing where the Bible says thou shalt not kill. They prefer stealing even when the person they stole from is put into a deep pain and agony. They would do anything for money. They preferred doing anything. So, even while the preaching was on, 
and the pastors were preaching about heaven, they didn't take it serious. Perhaps they said they felt in their heart that the issue of heaven is just going to be like a whole long time story that they have told us ever since we were born that Jesus is coming very soon and yet he wouldn't come and so on. So they just felt that life is just a fairy tale and nobody really knows whether heaven was real or not. They were living like that, pleasing themselves, enjoying their life. And some of them even felt that life was going to be easy with them later on. And when they have made all the money and made all the credentials that they need to make and make all the life um, enjoyment of life before they get old and before they die off, that they will give their life to Christ and they will end up in heaven. But one thing they didn't know is that the devil who deceives them to get into sin, the Bible calls him a thief. And he calls him, he told him that the thief coming not but to steal, but kill and kill and destroy. So while he deceives you to get into sin, enjoy sin and do the things that the, 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 that your life really crave for, he, want, he, he kills you before you make the decision of following Christ. He kills you before you even make the decision. So somebody who's smoking so hard and feeling he will give his life to Christ before he dies does not know that while he's smoking and living in sin, he's heading to death. And death comes very fast in such a way that people who die don't have the opportunity to call on Jesus to save them before they die. They, they don't even come. So he comes so fast that somebody can sleep, greets everybody good night and sleep, and can't wake up in can't wake up in the morning. It comes so fast that while you were trying to cross the road, you thought that look at this side. Never knew, never knew the car was coming very fast from this side before you even turned. The car had smashed you before you even got to the hospital. You had died. It comes so fast that it doesn't give anybody an opportunity to give his life to Christ. Death can, sometimes can come so fast that while you are still hoping to recover from sickness, you find yourself dead. Death comes very fast. Because the enemy wants it to come very fast that if you did not attain that height of salvation, you will lose it for life all that the devil has tried to achieve in life and the highest of his, of his achievement is just to stop you from going to heaven the highest achievement the enemy will ever want to have is that he has stopped you from entering heaven he knows that heaven is the only consolation that God will ever give to us that will be worth the stress worth the pain worth the rejection worth the agony, the tribulation that we'll go through. And so one of the greatest fights of the enemy is that the enemy fights us. And he uses a lot of things to attack our life. And the things he uses to attack our life are the pressures of this world. So but sometimes you, you find the enemy use a pressure of marriage to push you off from the track of God just for you to miss heaven. Pressure of marriage. In order for you to strive, for you to please somebody, for the person to get married to you, if you don't take time, you move out of the track of God. In order for you to strive and please your husband by giving your husband a child, if you don't take time, you slip out of the will of God. In order for you to strive and have a good job that can pay you a good salary and retain your job, if you don't take time, you sleep with your boss and lose heaven. I keep telling my children that every sin... Anytime you commit sin to get a job, you will have to continue in the sin to keep the job. 
And anytime you do not, okay, maybe you have to refresh this. Anytime you sleep with a man to get a job, get ready to keep sleeping with the man to retain the job. Because the day you choose to change, you lose the job. And the reason of the enemy is that the enemy does not just want you to commit sin. He wants you to live in sin. Because one of the things that the, the devil knows so much is that the devil knows that God is on the way. The trumpet is about to sound. Jesus is about to come quickly. So what the devil wants is that the devil wants to come. He wants him to come and hold you with sin in your hands. And whatever thing they hold you with your hands, they use that to declare judgment unto you. The devil knows so well that we are just few days to rapture. Few days to the coming of Christ. Many years ago, uh, Apostle Lino Babio brother, the movie called Rapture. And there was this popular pastor who preaches so well and live a holy life. But just one day, she became so angry about what the wife did. And anger took her, took him away from heaven. He lost rapture just because of anger. And I was asking God, God, why, why, don't, you use, uh, why don't you use all the benefit, the good things that the pastor used to do? And he raised the small mistake that he did. And the Bible told me that anger rests in the heart of a fool. And God wouldn't love to pick somebody who's a fool to heaven. A place meant for wise people. How do I know people that are wise who are following God? People that are wise that are following God. You can find them following God with just one cloth. When they know about ten things they can do to get more clothes. But they choose to wear just one cloth to secure a space in heaven. Than wearing all the clothes and staying in hell at the end. I don't know that you have been bereaved before. You have met somebody who has who had too much clothes before and died. By the time he died, after the burial on Saturday, the Sunday Thanksgiving service on Monday, the family members come around to share his clothes. So if all that he was living for was to buy new clothes, of what use is the clothes? Because I think as, as long as I can remember, it is just one that they are going to put on his body. And put some wrapper in there. As if there's a tailor that will sew the clothes inside the grave. And by the time he's buried. The clothes in him decays. And the Bible says dust goes back to dust. And ashes goes back to ashes. And the Bible keeps telling us. What shall a man give for an exchange of his soul? But one thing the enemy does and the devil does. Is that the devil can deceive you so much. For you to think that your persecutions and your famine and your lack of job and your lack of money and your persecutions and your sicknesses is too much that you start selling Jesus for it. I remember the, when you read the book of Job, you find the wife of Job came to Job. And uh, I keep telling people that Job did not get married to an unbelieving wife. He got married to a believer. Because the Bible called Job a perfect person. So he wouldn't be perfect in everything and make mistake in marriage. He married a very great woman. Maybe married from the church. But tribulations and trials and sickness make him lose all his children one day. Make him lose all his cars, his, his clothes, his, his, his companies. Everything burns down one day to ashes. He lost all the money in his account. Returned back to zero. As if that was not enough. His sickness got him close. And uh, it, it started having boils all over his body. He had sickness. And all the doctors that he met. Keep telling him this is uncurable. 
and he was suffering too much that he had to use tiles, broken tiles, to peel off his skin just to have satisfaction because he was having rashes all over his body. The only place he didn't have rashes was inside his eye. But his nose, his tongue, everywhere around him was big rashes. He was tearing them. Blood was coming out of his side. And he never knew that he was under a test. And God was trying to check if if he loves him so much. No wonder Paul said, what shall separate us from the love of God? And he kept mentioning things that separate people from the love of God. He kept mentioning things like tribulations. That is, uh, pains that comes from people who know so much that you're following God. They put more pressure on you so that you can just leave God. He mentioned things like distress. Distress is due to what you are going through. You are just tired of life. It makes a lot of people to deny God and move out of the track of God. He, he mentions something like persecution. Your family members hating you because of your choice of following Jesus. Imagine somebody that the father used to take care of idol and worship idol. And your father wants you to be an apprentice to the juju. And now you have just accepted Jesus and you want to move out of the family lineage. Your father stopped paying school fee for you because he feels you are out of the track. And God told us through Paul that these things have set a lot of people out of faith. Not just that, but another thing is famine. Famine means a time where there is no food to eat. The time of war, in the time of war, people have money in their pocket, but they don't have food to buy. In the time of war, ask your parents who have been through the time of war. People hunt lizards to just have a breakfast. They hunt lizards to have breakfast. And as if lizard knew that there is war and people are hunting lizard, lizard became very scared, scarce. That one lizard can be sold for 5,000 naira. Just one agama lizard. The time of famine. Famine makes a lot of people to leave God. And persecute God. And, and do all kinds of things. And another thing that makes people to leave. Is what is called nakedness. Striving to have clothes. Not having clothes that you should wear. Not having things that you should, can, can cover up yourself. Not being able to compete with your friends. Who are wearing all kinds of new clothes has made a lot of people to be shifted off from faith. And uh, the next thing that also helps people to shift off, that, that pushes people off from faith and love, and the love of God becomes, apart from nakedness, it becomes peril. Peril is hazard. Hazard is uncalled for situations. All of a sudden you are sitting down and they just give you a call. Your mom slumped in church. And by the time you rush down there, she's already in coma. By the time you start looking for drugs to pay, and after you have finished selling everything and pay for the doctor, she just died off. And that is peril, hazard, troubles in life. These things have shifted a lot of people from faith. Because they feel if God was around, how come did he allow something bad to happen to us? They never knew that God is the one who who designed life and... uh, no matter how much you love life and no matter how much you want to live in life for a long time, there's always an exit door. There's always a time we will leave the world. There's always something that will happen and we will use the thing that happens and leave the world. We will all leave the world someday, but we don't know how we are going to leave the world. It may be through a sickness, it may be through pain, it may be just old age, and it may be through anything. And that, is, that doesn't make God to become imperfect. He just makes him God. The one who knows everything. So hazard have made a lot of people to get out of the track. And all these things happened to just one person called Job. Hmm. 
Hazard, of all the camel he has and all the thing he had, had problem one day and they all died. And the disaster was, when they mentioned the disaster, they said, fire came from heaven and burnt down all your properties. Fire came from heaven and burnt down your property. It's enough for somebody to ask, ask questions like, who is in heaven? Who cooks there? Who send the fire down? It's enough for somebody to start believing that all the problems I'm going through is from God. Then how and what do I gain worshipping the same God who caused me pain? And in fact, apart from just thinking about that, it's not that Job didn't think about all of that, but he thought about all of that. That's why he keeps saying, the Lord gave it and the Lord take it. The one thing he did not allow the happenings to happen around him, let me tell you one other disaster that happened to him. And the story building fell down. Story building that was built, built by all manner of architects and they structured everything and they put everything down in place, fell down and all the children of Job died just one day just like what happened to Dr. Omaipai three children buried just one day people, so many people leave God because of happenings in their life but the wife who was once a believer met him and said to him why not cause God I tell God bad things something that will make him so angry with you and kill you because the pain you're going through is not even like you're going to live and instantly I believe the words running through his mind and he started thinking heaven and life if I cause God and die and go to heaven won't I still see that God It's just like somebody insulting the boss on phone. Or your boss spoke to you on phone on Saturday. And you insult your boss on phone and end the call on your boss. Won't you still see him on Monday? So if I curse God and die, whose throne will I stand to make account of my life? What will I tell him? So he ended up by cursing himself. Curse the day he was born. He says, curse be the day I was born. If it was Tuesday, then he cursed Tuesday. He cursed everything around him, but keep exalting the name of the Lord. When the wife keeps talking to him about dropping the things and dropping this God thing, he told him, "Must we always receive good things from the Lord? All the always." So that that alone took him to when he had nothing, and God blessed him with everything. And he was telling the wife, "What if God decides to take all the things He blessed me with? Must I say bad things against Him?" If I say bad things against him because he took what he gave, what about the times I enjoyed the things? And Paul, when Paul decided to re- reveal on all of that, review on all of that, this is Paul who left job and decided to follow the preaching of the gospel. When Paul decided to review on all of that, he said, What shall separate us from the love of God? What? And he also mentioned, Who shall separate us? Because sometimes the problem that we are going through is from somebody says who shall separate us from the love of God and he started mentioning what shall separate us from the love of God he mentioned all the things that can shift people from the love of God and he says nothing for we are persuaded that nothing he took himself to the extreme of life and I said I'm persuaded that even life or death will not separate me from the love of God I don't know how many people I'm talking to this morning but I am talking to people that life will keep shifting your grounds and shifting your legs and will want to shift you from the love of God 
And the love of God is not just verbal. It's not something we stand up and profess how much we love Jesus. And the love of God is proven daily based on the things we go through. Because there are some times that sickness will come. And you will either have to choose whether you have to go to a juju priest or go back to God. There are times that failure will come in your life and you will choose whether you have to enter into courts and have some money or you will have to go for God. There are times that you will wear one clothes and you will pray for a job and it will seem like God is not giving you a job and you will start thinking, should I leave this God and go for something that can give me immediate pleasure and answer? And Paul said, what shall separate us from the love of God? And listed everything that has pushed people aside and said, for me, I am persuaded that nothing shall compare, nothing shall push me away from the love of God. How was he persuaded? He was persuaded that the life that we are living on earth is just for few days but the life that we will live after now is for many days and we will be living in eternity and I cannot use the life I will be living through time and some some few days and compare and lose the life I will be live, living that has no end so why should I leave God just because I'm hungry for few days and lose the salvation that he has prepared for me for many days how will I just allow the tribulations and the troubles that I'm going through for a few days allow me to miss heaven? That even when we live in heaven, 1,000 years with Jesus, he still pick us in heaven, pick us on earth and go down to heaven. We stay with him 1 million years and it looks like 1 million years is just 2 years. How come? I, how, how will I allow peril, trouble, disaster, pain to shift me from the love of God? Because I heard the Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, either neither has it entered into the mind of people. What God has prepared for those that love Him, which means my love, if my love be able to stay in the times of pains, and I love God when I am persecuted, I love God when I'm hungry, I love God when I'm filled, I love God when nobody likes me, and I love God, He has prepared something for me. And when I was asking myself, what has He prepared for us? That our mother has not prepared for us on Christmas before. I remember the place that he said, I'm going in my father's house. There are many mansions, but I'm going there to prepare a place for you. There is something he has prepared for us that no matter how much we look at Dubai and how sweet and fine Dubai is, it's not compared to my room in heaven. Heaven. And the Bible, when God showed John the extreme of life after life was over, he showed John and the 24 elders one of the 24 elders because heaven will be full of stories people will be telling stories of how they overcome so one of the 24 elders came to John and said to John do you know this guy is wearing white and they are walking over here do you know this guys and John said I don't know them I think you will know them and he told John said, Jesus, jo, jo, John these are people that miss rapture <laughs> they took the preaching so light let me tell you a few things about rapture. After rapture has taken place, rapture, most for most of you who are not really church people, let me explain to you what rapture is. Rapture is the promise of God to his children. And what that means is that one day there's going to be a disappearing of people. Newspapers all around the country are going to have one big bold headline people are missing. The Bible said two shall sleep on the same bed. One is taken away. Another one is left. And whenever I think about two sleeping the same bed, one taken away, I suspect a husband and wife. Which means sometimes you can get married to people 
who don't want to love your God. And God says one will be taken away. One is left. So, so now my faithfulness, if I am faithful to my wife, I'm not just faithful to my wife, I'm faithful to God. Who will pick one, the faithful one, and leave the unfaithful? So I can't say because somebody is unfaithful to me, let me be unfaithful to the person. Because he's not the one who will pick the righteous and leave the sinner. Rapture will happen that somebody will be driving. And if he's the only one that is saved as he's driving, God wouldn't mind and think about the life of the people who are in the, the vehicle. He'll pick the driver. If the right driver was right with God and leave the car to somersault. He'll pick the person who's driving aircrafts. Leave the ones who are inside. Rapture. A day that the trumpet of God will sound. The words of God are so powerful. When he, when the trumpet will be sound, when, when the trumpet shall sound. If we sound our trumpet in church right now, people that are asleep sometimes cannot hear. But if God sounds his trumpet, even people that are dead will hear. What do I mean by people that are dead are here? So what it means is that when people die, they decay. They turn to sand and they mix up in the sand and become manure and they grow trees. But when God sounds his trumpet, people that have that have been on the ground that have died, they will form themselves back. Bones shall locate bones. Brains shall locate brains and they shall come out back to life. The Bible said the dead in Christ shall first rise. And is that what the devil wants you to miss? Heaven. And and when they shall resurrect, the Bible said they shall join with those ones that are on the earth, and they shall be taken up, and they will meet with God in the air. And uh, now let's talk about people who miss rapture because sometimes people feel the pastor is just preaching. He's just preaching. He feels everybody can live a righteous life. He doesn't know how difficult it is. The people who do not used to take God serious will, will if rapture takes place on Saturday, on Sunday, you are going to have this church filled more than this because when they see their brother who used to preach to them no longer come and they come to the place he was sitting down and they see the clothes that he wore right there and they saw that he had disappeared and they see newspapers talking about rapture they'll know that the thing the pastor preached that day was real and now they'll be so much eager to accept Jesus again but they never knew that the door of salvation is locked up and on Sunday you will see an amazing preacher on the pulpit when the church shall gather and they will say where's our pastor and they say our pastor has been raptured what about the the other pastors they have been raptured and you will just see anybody bold in the crowd and come back and say I I was a backslider but I know the scripture I want to see if we can reconcile ourselves back there are going to be emergency pastors molded that day who will now say God I didn't know rapture was a serious thing I didn't know it was a serious business you know the Bible says blessed is a man who does not see but believe but in the world today people want to see before they believe but the truth is that before you even see that rapture has taken place and God is so wise God is so wise God knew that there will be Facebook and people will call people through phone that is why God did not want to do rapture and make rapture to take place country by country or continent by continent. Because he knows that the moment it takes place in America, everybody in Africa will see it on the internet and they will repent in case it's on Tuesday. 
But the Bible says at the twinkling of an eye, before you even blink your eye, the person you wanted to shake is no longer there. Before you blink your eye, the somebody that you wanted to give the food to has disappeared. Before you blink your eye, somebody that was with food in it before you, a waiter that was with food before you, has disappeared. Waiter that came with food, you saw it with your eyes, you demanded for food. A waiter who was a waiter because not because he did not have connection to work in big places, but decided to serve in the restaurants because he kept his salvation. A waiter, a waiter who's planting food before you, who's planting food before you while you're trying to get the food rapture this place. And the waiter is taken up. It's taken up. And the food falls on the ground. God doesn't care about the price of the food. He cares about the one who has ordered the food. The waiter is taken up. The waiter is taken up. And by the time you run to chase somebody who was at the door, who was just an usher, who was just somebody who ushered you, you find his clothes down there. And you just find out that 50 people that were in the big restaurants five are gone 49 are left and they are wondering about the missing people and on Sunday on the next day signs will come up with some deceptions that they are deceived their people are not really it's not really rapture it is that it is scientific that after 1000 years people disappear in the world they will keep bringing out all sorts of things but we know where we are disappearing and where we are going to rapture. Let me talk about the emergency preachers who will preach on Sunday that day. Let me tell you something. Even though rapture takes place on Tuesday, Tuesday will turn to Sunday. I don't know if you understand me. Even if rapture takes place on Tuesday, that Tuesday will turn to Sunday because the moment somebody see that his waiter who wanted to present him food has the food fell down and the guy has gone and the food and the clothes he wore is down on the ground and he remembered the preaching of today he ran straight to church the one who was inside the vehicle and he was driving two persons in the, in the vehicle and they were all heading to a gate and as he was talking to them and the other guy removed his money and wanted to pay and rapture took place and the guy disappeared if the driver survived the shock of having his passenger disappear he's running down to the nearby church person who had his secretary who called the secretary come on come on present this file to me and as the secretary was just pointing the file rapture took place and this file drops on the ground secretary's off clothes are on the ground we'll run from the office down so i think i can see the streets of the day of, of rapture how it's going to look like the street is going to be so much booming with so many people who are actually running to the church or running to see whether their wives have been raptured or running to see whether their family members have been taken and they are left behind now the emergency pastors these are people who never decided to preach and live the life of Christ but they knew everything about God they, they knew everything they will be the ones now that after they have seen people in church they will come and uh, take the microphone and explain to the people what just happened and by the time they explain to the people, they know now they have seen that it is real. And the Bible says after rapture comes the great tribulation. Uh, 
what you are passing through. God, God was examining all the things that we are passing through in life and he called it a light affliction. What you are even going through is not even an affliction. It's a light one. It's something you can bear. It's something you can bear. You got, you got married, no child. It's something you can bear. Nobody wants to marry you. It's something you can bear. It's something that doesn't take anything from you. You go to school and you don't have credentials. It's something you can bear. It's called light affliction. People hate you because of following Jesus. It's a light affliction. It's something you can bear. But after that comes the Antichrist. The Antichrist will look for the life that you did not give to Jesus. He will want to look for it and get it by himself. And the Bible says that anybody who has collected the mark of 666, whether on his right hand or his forehead, shall collect a mark of destruction and people who say that because now the only second chance the only second chance is that the chance is that the people are going to struggle to get to heaven when Jesus is saying now my burden is light and uh, my, my, my loads are heavy my, my burdens are light people don't want to take it that light but there's going to be a time that when they come to your house how much more how, what, what, don't you know that there is a need for BBN everybody's accounts can be trapped everybody is licensed to one account and the government can freeze your account after the protest that we did the videos and other others accounts who were involved in this thing the accounts were freezed the government have access to where they have money and they can render them broke one day all of that is a preparation for antichrist because when moments antichrist takes control they will click the buttons of everything and if you don't have, the Bible says in Revelation, if you don't have the mark of the beast, either in your hand or your forehead, you neither buy nor sell. They will starve you to hunger. If you don't buy or sell, even if it was buying and selling, that was a problem. I would have said people who had things in their supermarket will lock themselves up and eat the things they have. But they will enter into house by house and check if there is no mark on your forehead your right hand is cut off tribulation you are sent out of your job tribulation by the time they come back the next day and say do you want to accept Jesus again they say no your left hand is cut off they come back again the next day do you want to accept Jesus they say no your left leg is cut off they come back the next day take away your eye and they torture you until you lose heaven because they know that the moment you get to heaven that's what the Bible was talking about that's where the Bible was talking about if your right hand calls you to come and see him cut it off so because the Bible knows the people know that the moment you appear in heaven with one hand and one hand has been cut off since heaven is a place of perfection the moment you get in there your hand that was lost will grow back again because God does not want you to worship him with imperfection in heaven so it doesn't matter what I lose in trying to have God when I have God I have everything that I've lost in life and the people the Bible said that the people that have suffered this tribulation and said even if you kill me I won't worship that beast and they finally killed them the Bible says they will appear before the throne of God and said God though we miss the first one but we are here we are here and the Bible says that their, their garments, our garment is our righteousness. The garment that was not clean for them to be brought up to heaven will now be rinsed by Jesus' blood. Jesus' blood is blood, is red in the pale. But by the time you soak the garment, it makes it white as snow. 
the Bible says that the people will appear before God white and the elder was telling John who are these people he was showing him what will happen now as at this time we have not even entered into the end time and after they didn't even enter into the end time but he was showing him what will happen after the end time he was telling him you these are people who survived tribulation these are people who lived for who saw things that could match them out of the faith but they said Lord Jesus I rather have Jesus than so far ago these are people that have opportunity to be in the best place in the world that have but they said if this will make me lose heaven I'd rather stay for heaven than lose it. And the Bible says they will appear before the judgment throne of God. Here they will hunger no more and test no more. Why is God talking about hunger here? It is because most of them lost. Most of them refused to take the mark of heaven, mark of the beast because of the hunger. They said even if we die of hungry, we'll die. There are people that they will be so much hungry and the numbers of the beast will be everywhere. When you are so much hungry, you just look at your television and dial the number. I'm ready to take the mark. And by the time you receive the mark, the mark is called the mark of destruction. You cannot make heaven. And so the food you eat for just few days because the Bible says the days has to be shortened for elect sake. So that whole tribulation may just be for just three and a half years. So after the whole three and a half years, the food you eat for three and a half years, and life becomes over. How will you eat in hell? If all you wanted was the food. If all you wanted was the ability to buy new clothes and wear. If all you wanted was just to get a job. If all you wanted was just to get something and you do something by yourself. And, and just and this could this was so bad that it could cause you to commit sin. If, all that, if that was all you wanted. And you enjoyed that for three and a half years. What will you tell Jesus on the last day? Because all that the devil is trying to become. The Antichrist and everything, the sheep and wolf, the wolf and sheep clothing is to deceive you and make you go to hell. 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 A place burning with fire. Hell. A place that the bones, the burning, the, the burning sensation of hell is not something that somebody who stands close can survive. Hell. Hell, a place that even if you throw in an iron, it melts it on the air before it drops on the ground. Hell. Hell is a place that is so much great with danger. Hell. The place Satan itself is going to be there. Hell. If the world is this bad and we have not seen Satan with our eyes, how much more the place that he's staying and he is the president of the place. Hell. The enemy brings tribulations, famine, troubles, problems so that you can miss heaven. And when you miss heaven, the, end, the next option is just hell. You can't miss heaven and miss hell. If you miss heaven, you go over to hell. Hell, the place that you find all wicked people. What's the name of this man that killed about millions of Jews one day? Adolf Hitler killed a lot of... They are men that are very wicked. Killed millions of Jews just one day. You'll find him in hell. When you find him in hell, you're going to stay close to somebody. Who's that bad in hell? What's the name of this president in Africa who cuts people's parts of the body and, and, and make incantation and eat it? You're going to find him in hell. When he's so hungry in hell, he'll just get somebody, bites him so much and start eating. you find crazy people in hell. Whenever you watch a movie of vampires, the people who bring out the movie vampires are actually showing you demons in hell. 
they are cutting various animals they eat the blood of people and while people are eating and struggling in hell and, and the fire and they are burning in the fire the Bible said they are burning with fire and brimstones other people over there will just be celebrating not because God is just separating some people and not because God loves some people and hates some people but people who decide to love God because the Bible says that the Bible says that eyes have not seen ears have not heard what God has prepared for those that love him have you loved God enough to say God People want me to backslide so that I can have the job, but I love you enough to let go of the job just because of heaven. I love you enough to let go of the man just because of heaven. I love you enough to let go of the pleasure of this world just because of heaven. And the Bible says the guys who had overcome tribulation will come and the Bible says they will save. They will save in in heaven all the days of their life. They will save before the Lamb they will eat before the lamb. They will be fed by the lamb. People who have gone through something. But before the great tribulation, let's talk about the little pains that we have in this world. Pains of lecturers wanting to sleep with you before they pass you. By the time they fail you the first time, fail you the second time, you say, what's this? Of what use is my body? You sell yourself. When you want to sell yourself, think about heaven. When the devil wants to bring out pains and make you feel that you are so much wearing one cloth that you are so much bad you can't enter into the people of your class you can't walk with some certain things tell the devil because of heaven when the devil wants to make you to feel that you are too inferior you are not doing what others are doing tell the devil because of heaven when the devil tells you that if you had done and joined your friends right now you would have become you would have had so much money tell the devil because of heaven heaven a place that the sun that will shine will be sweet to our body, not hurting us. A place that you don't need a shade to stay to excuse yourself from the sun. A place that is called blessed. Heaven is not just a place, but it's, it's a place that defines who God is. Because by the time you step in there and see the perfection in heaven, it makes you see how perfect God is. Heaven. A place that you don't need to breathe oxygen to survive. Because even breathing in and breathing out itself is a struggle. A place that you just need Jesus and live forever. Heaven. A place we will not die. Because even though you live, and I don't know how many accidents you escape. I don't know, sometimes you play games and after you play games you dodge. So many people killing you, you dodge and dodge and dodge and dodge. And after some times, you just find out that one kills you. No matter how many times you try to struggle from death one day we'll all die. Heaven is a place that we don't fade up. We are not fed up. We are not tired. We don't die. No sickness. No pain. For some people that do not stay a whole month without sickness, think about heaven. A place there will be no pain, no doctor, no dream. Most of the names of God will be put in the shelf. Like the great healer, they'll put it on the shelf because no one is sick here. heaven. A place that we will find God by himself. We'll see him and he'll see us. Not just a pastor reading about him on the book for us. We'll see the one who created us from dust and breathed into us his spirit and molded a man and after he saw a man walking around, he had another view of how to create a woman and he created a woman and put it with the man and joined them up together and said they'll be man and wife. We'll see him. 
we'll see the one who lighted a lighter and burned the whole of Sodom and Gomorrah without a fuel. We'll see him. We'll see the one who unlocked the tap of the tap of the earth and the water beneath the earth overflow and the water up there overflows and the people on the earth were destroyed because they refused to accept the symbol of Christ which was the ark we'll see him we'll see him the one who created the big the small who created everybody in the world and decided to put varieties and make some white people and make some brown and make some black we'll see him we'll see some because of variety decide to make some short make some tall make some fat make some slim we'll see him we'll see the ones who make the brilliant and make the most intelligent and we'll see the ones who make the fools we'll see him with the beauty of his name we'll see the one who made the trees and make the trees so great and so wonderful and can make them bear fruits and make and make all of them to obey the season we'll see him that makes all the mangoes to give birth and lay fruits the same time not by the, the time they were planted but by the time of the season of the mango we'll, we'll see the one who made the seasons of the of the wind and make the wind to become a hammer time and make us enjoy it for a while and when we, when we, go to, when, when we want to complain too much it brings rainy season and bring the sun season we'll see him who controls the weather by the wave of his fingers and with his eyes he could, he could be able to wave the storms we'll see him the one who made man in his own image who came down from heaven and walked among men and the Bible said they saw him but they knew him not we'll see him, they'll see the one who laid on the cross of Calvary and shouted like he needed so much help whereas he could call on the angels to come and deliver him but he was just shouting because he was teaching me how to shout when I get into trouble we'll see him, we'll see the one who made the flies uh, if you are drawing, if you are an artist you see that there are some things you cannot draw because they are very small. That if I want to draw a fly, I have to look for something that is big. I can't draw this, a fly on the size of a fly. I have to increase the size because I want to draw the eyes. We'll see the one who molded the flies. Did I just say flies? We'll see the one who molded microorganisms and put it in a man's life to help a man survive. We'll see the one who created the enzymes in our mouth. That when we put food in our mouths and we don't just munch it, but the enzymes mix the food and tins the food to become nutrients to our health. We'll see him. We'll see the one who knows where blood is in our body and knows where water is and separate all of it and could separate the small intestines and the big intestines and create poles in our body that when we feel too hot, he makes us to sweat to still feel alive. We'll feel him. We'll see him. We'll hug him. So when the devil wants to deceive you, Say the devil just because of heaven. Bow your heads, everybody. Just because of heaven. We'll see him. Now, not just that we will see him, but we'll 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 hug him. He'll hug me. He'll hug me and hold me close. And will tell me, thank you for refusing to bow to the storms of life. They were all tricks of the devil. Thank you for. Refusing to bow to the storms of food. They were all tricks from the devil. God will tell me thank you. For not allowing the things that people say. To move you from the truck. Thank you for not allowing the things that happen around you. To move you into prayer houses. And make you do some bad things and sacrifice. Just to leave. Thank you for choosing to let go of many things. And follow him. We'll see him. 
we'll see him. Our eyes will be open. We'll see Jesus. We'll see him. One of the most interesting part in heaven was that he's going to come with a crown. And I will tell him, God, is this your crown? And he said, no, it's not mine. It's yours. I want to know how happy I'll be that I'll frustrate before him and kneel down and he will hold my head. My head. He will lay hands on my head and put the crown on my head. So that is to say the crown he will give to me is a crown for people that have overcome. So while you were still struggling with the pains and the trouble, he knows the size of your head. I don't know if I can talk to somebody because people feel that God does not know the things that they are going through and they decide to betray God because of the weights of the things that they are going through. While you are still struggling, he knows you. He knows the size of your head and is preparing a ground that will seize that head. Jesus, I want to see you. What shall separate us from the love of God? Is it trials? Is it difficulties? Is it peril? Is it tribulation? Or will it be persecution? Will it be famine? Will it be nakedness? You are not even naked. You are not even naked and you are doing a lot of things to make God angry. What about people who are naked and they still save God? You are wearing one clothes and you are complaining. What about real nakedness? I mean not having anything to wear because of Jesus. Go to China and see what they are doing to believers. They strip them naked. March them around the street and execute them just for choosing to have Jesus as their Lord and Savior. What shall separate you from the love of God? Because of heaven. Because of heaven. Because of heaven. For your heaven, I will do anything just to see you. To behold you. I want to be where you are. Let's be upstanding, everybody. I want to be where you are. I want to be where you are. I want to be where you are. I want to be.
I want to see you eyeball to eyeball. This is a great decision of your life. I want you to move down here. These are big things that others can't do. I want you to be bold about the decision you are taking. Jesus is, is worth it dying for. He's worth dying for. I have seen people. I have seen people who drop their credentials just to save that Jesus. One of his one of them is, is, is Paul. He was a medical doctor. He he was uh he was a lawyer. He dropped the credentials. And when the when the Bible is even talking about the things that Paul did alongside with the ministry, he talks about date making. He didn't even talk about law, practicing of law. Because the law was all the law against the believers. And the things he was always doing. He was a tent maker. Do you know what the things was? He was doing the things so that if he plants a church and the church has no building, he will use the things for the church. He was just doing all of it for heaven. I don't know how many people are still coming. People who want to say, Lord, I want to be a pastor. I want to receive the call. I want to receive the call. That call that is calling you, you want to receive it. Just move down here. I want to pray for you. Move down. Forget about if you don't know how to preach. Jesus will teach you how to preach. When I accepted Jesus, when I accepted the call of being a pastor, I didn't know how to preach. I didn't know. I'm telling you the truth. I didn't know how to preach. He made me. I didn't have anointing when he made me a pastor. He anointed me for just obeying him. For just coming over. He anointed me. He made me who he wanted me to be. He didn't want to make me for him. He made me for himself. All you need to do is just accept the call. Bow your heads. I want to pray for you. Who else is coming? Who else is coming? If you are there under the sound of my voice, you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior. You want to give your life to Jesus. Put your hands above your head. I'm praying for you. I want to pray for these two some people at the same time. Lift your hands above your head if you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior. If you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, I want you to lift your hands up. I want to pray for you right now. Thank you for lifting up your hands. You are lifting up your hands to Jesus and he does not take this for granted at all. Lift your hands. As you are lifting up your hands, I want you to start talking to God. Say, God, here am I. My hands are lifted up. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Just use one minute to talk to God right now. Wherever you are, just use one full minute and talk to God. Talk to God about your life. Tell him about your shortcomings. Tell him the things you've been doing that he doesn't like. And tell him to come into your heart that you are ready to give your life to him. Tell him you will not go back to your vomit. Just open up your mouth and tell Jesus all about your struggles. And while you are still over there, if you know you belong to this group also, you can still move on and feel it and, and, and feel the space. You can move and feel the space over here if you know that you want to preach for Jesus. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Not just that, but you want to preach the gospel. There's still a space in the front for you. There's still a space in the front for you. Our church will train you on how to be a pastor. We will do all the training. You don't need to pay money for the training. It's all on scholarship. We will train you. We will guide you to save Jesus. Is there anybody that is coming? I see six more souls joining to these people. I see six more people. Six more souls. I see six more souls coming. Who else is coming? I see about six more souls joining. People that are here, I want you to just close your eyes and tell Jesus, use me. Tell Jesus, if you don't use me, I am useless. If you if you don't use me, I'm useless. If you don't use me, I'm useless. Where are the six people that are joining them right now? Where are the six people? God already knows you that you are going to join. God already makes this day your day. 
you can't run away from it you can't hide God already knows that today is your day there's no point struggling with the spirit of the Lord that's trying to push you wherever you are I want you to pick a step of faith and move down here there is a grace here don't say how will I be able to do it there's a grace over here that will guide you and help you to do it just make a step of faith just make a step of faith somebody that is standing close to you had made this step of faith before most times you can be waiting for somebody that is standing close to you to accept the call before you accept not knowing that the person that you're standing close to is already a pastor so wherever you are if you know you are the one that God is talking about right now make a step of faith I've seen two ladies I see four brothers I see two ladies I see four brothers just talk to God on your behalf say God if you don't use me I'm useless if you do not use me I'm useless I'm, I'm nothing if you don't use me I'm useless if you don't use me where are the six people are they coming for your glory those ones that are lifting up their hands lift up your hands I'm praying for you right now I will do where are the people that were lifting up their hands I'm praying for you right now just to see you to behold you as my king to behold you as my king close your eyes everybody everybody close your eyes if you're lifting up your hands keep lifting it up I'm praying for you right now father I pray for the hands lifted up these are people that have decided to surrender their life to you not for anything but because of heaven as their hands are lifted up to heavens Lord I pray hold those hands can you lift up your hands like you're bold and and you are you are sure of what you're doing lift it up father as their hands are lifted up come into their hearts be their Lord be their Savior take control over their hearts move a sinner from darkness to your marvelous lights Jesus I know you have a mission and a purpose for these people don't let the devil drag them to hell father as your hands are lifted up take control over their hearts if you are lifted up say this prayer with me say Lord Jesus come into my heart be my Lord be my Savior Jesus write my name in the book of life make me your child Jesus have a place for me in your kingdom in Jesus name I pray amen brothers over here lift up your two hands people that are here over the, at the altar lift up your two hands I'm praying for you right now the enemy is not taking you back close your eyes bow your heads and pray six of you that are still standing over there you will not be able to sleep when you go back home just come and join us you will not be able to sleep there's no sleep for you you will not be able to sleep you keep seeing souls who are going to hell you keep seeing souls who are going to hell you keep seeing people that are dying you keep seeing yourself not satisfied there are about two of you you have tried a lot of things in your life you are not yet satisfied you are not satisfied your satisfaction is in accepting the call of God you are not satisfied there are about four of you that have been asking yourself what's my purpose on earth I preach I'm preaching on your purpose today just join the altar and I'll pray for you you all that you need is in just being obedient to God's word lift your hands up I'm praying for you father thank you father thank you for the hearts where are the six people that are coming father I thank you it's not too late you can join us it's not too late you can join us it's not too late you can just join us for your glory 
It's not too late. You can join us. You can just join us. I will do anything. That anything begins from this. Just to see you. To behold you as my king. There's somebody who's struggling. Say, God, God took my father. He made my father a pastor. Does he also need me also? That's what you're saying right now at your heart. God says, yes, I need you. Join the altar. He already made my father a pastor. He already took my father. What does he need me for? Father, I pray for the grace. I pray for the anointing. I pray for the glory. I pray for the glory. Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. Anointing and the glory of God is coming upon you right now. The glory of the Lord is coming upon you. All I want you to say in your heart is, Lord, use me. 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 The enemy has used me for too long. Use me. I've been far away from you. Use me. Use me for your glory. Use me. That's all your prayer. I want to be where you are. 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 Oh yeah, I wanna be where you are. I wanna do what you want. I wanna do. I wanna do what you want. Oh, I wanna do. I wanna do what you want. I wanna do. Wanna do what you want. I wanna do. Wanna do what you want. I wanna do. What you want, I want to do what you want. I want to go where you say. 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 It's a country God wants you to take. When you say, it's a country, it's a country. Where you send me, I will go. I go where you say. I wanna go where you send me. Are you not tired of disobeying God? Where you send me. Yes. 
yourself but preaching is not for women you've been arguing preaching is not for women and God said I should ask you if preaching is not for women how come you see yourself preaching your dream does God not know that you're a woman how come you find yourself preaching in your dream if preaching is not for women how come Mary Magdalene went around and preached resurrection to, to the brothers, to boys, to disciples. Father, thank you for this great souls. You are ready to use to revive the world. Lord, as they are willing to be used of you, pour your anointing upon them. Give them their, your conviction. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please, all of you here, all of you here, what I want you to just do right now is follow the pastor there. You're going to follow that pastor there. She's going to pray for you and tell you what to do. And she's going to keep an appointment with you, with me. I want to have an appointment with you, pray with you by tomorrow, and advise you by 5 p.m. So you're following that pastor. Please, Pastor Alice, lead them. Thank you. Everybody lift your hands up. Let's close here. Lift your hands up. Father, thank you. We love you. We bless you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Six people are healed in this house. Six people. Six people are healed in the house. Six, 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 six are already healed. Six are already healed. Six. I see chest pain leaving. Six people are already healed. I see chest pain going. As a chest pain going. Wave God, wave your hands to God for what you have received. Wave, wave, wave. Somehow, while you're trying to wave at God or wave on God, you are waving at the problem that just left. You're just waving it because you're not going to find it again. You're not going to find that ulcer again. You're not going to find that pain again. You're not going to find. God said, I should, I should tell somebody, I've healed you of heat. I've healed you of eternal heat. Somebody right now, God said I should tell you, I've healed you of eternal heat. I don't know why you don't shout very better. God has healed you. Healed you. Another person, God said I should tell you, I've healed you of the sickness that killed your mother. Just one week, between one week now, you have been experiencing the symptom of the same sickness that killed your mother. God said, I've healed you of that sickness. I've healed you. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
I see God take away a coven. God has just taken away death. God has taken away death from somebody's family. I see God very excited. God is so excited this afternoon. God is excited this afternoon. Just say one thing you want God to do for you. He's so excited. He's by your side. Mention one thing you want God to do for you. Just say it. You have just 30 seconds to do that. You have 15 more seconds left. thank you for hearing us. Thank you for answering all the prayers. We love you in Jesus name we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus everybody.